What's up, good people? <laughs> I'm back up in this thing, back for another session of that verbal cardio. What's good, man? What's good, man? First of all, let's cut right into it, man. I just recently did a show with my crew, the, the comedic rights crew. We went out and did stand-up comedy at New Mexico State University um, this past Friday. So we road-tripped it, man. We went out there on the road-trip tip, rented a vehicle, and just, just you know, drove on out, man. 11-hour drive, did our thing, you know what I'm saying, and came right back. We turned around, came right back, you know. Keenan Baker got pulled over on the way back in Arizona. You know, risky move, if you will. But the cop was cool. The cop was cool. We made it back safe. We didn't all have to sing or dance for the cop. We didn't even have to leave the vehicle. But we did get pulled over by a state prison sign, which was funny. But uh, we made it back in one piece, man. It was a good time. I was happy to take them to uh, New Mexico. None of the cats had ever seen New Mexico before. And, uh, you know, they, they, they thought they was a little better than New Mexico because it's small. You know, Las Cruces, New Mexico, population 75,000 people, college town. And you know, I'm used to it because I've lived in Clovis, New Mexico, population 30,000 when I first moved out there. And I went from Chicago to Clovis, New Mexico. Huge shift, huge shift. But what I noticed about myself is I can live anywhere. And I feel like New Mexico allowed me to take my armor off and just exist. Like uh, growing up in Chicago, I always had my armor on, man, because, you know, Chicago's always been a hard city, uh, especially if you live on the south side, west side. It's always been a hard city, so, you know, you got to have your armor on. Even if you wasn't in gangs or nothing like that, you still had to have your armor on, man. So it was like, yo, and New Mexico allowed me to be me. It gives you the space and the freedom to be yourself. I mean, it's not much to do, but you can really be, you know, yourself out there, man. The pressure's off, you know. And um, that's what I appreciate about New Mexico. I even wonder, would I be doing stand-up comedy had I stayed in Chicago? Probably not. Probably not. I'd be armor all McGee, just armor on 24-7. But that ain't even what I was talking about. I was talking about the trip just to tell you that when I got back to Cali, I get back to Burbank, my car was parked outside for like a day and a half, okay? I walk up to my car, and the biggest bird shit stain of all time was on the on my back window. I'm like the biggest, it was a one-shot deal bird poop dump from a singular bird but that shit was epic man i'm like what what did this bird eat what did this bird eat that shit is right smack dab in the center of my back window i thought it was vandalism when i walked up i thought somebody cracked my back window with a bat and that was a huge crack it was bird shit just an epic splash of bird dump avian dump if you will. Like, I'm like, what kind of bird was this? I know it wasn't a pigeon, a crow. It wasn't one of these city birds. You know what I'm saying? This shit had to be an eagle, a falcon, perhaps, maybe an owl, a hawk. This is all I'm accepting, man. A vulture, maybe? I don't even think they're in the city like that. This bird had an albatross, maybe a pelican. I'm not buying that some kind of pigeon or some regular city bird did this epic dump. I want the dump to be from an epic bird. 
I'm only accepting the eagle. It had to be a bald eagle. It had to be a bald eagle flying through on his way up north. He was just like, let me take this young dump on this car in Burbank so I can make it all the way back up north. Because I'm like, yo, first of all, I'd be honored if an eagle dumped on my car, man. I'd be like, yo, hey, man, good looking out. Bald eagles are just so regal, so classy looking, man. I'm like, yo, a bald eagle got my car. I'm taking pictures of that. It's going to be me in the picture, and I'm tagging the bird dump in the picture, man, because it's bald eagle dump. It's bald eagle dump, man. But I got to think of, like, why why can't birds have pebble dumps? Why they got to have this splatty mess that you can see a mile away? It's all white and green and just splat. It's all splat. That's how they dump. And I'm like, yo, man, why can't y'all have pebble dumps like rodents? It's just a little pebble, a little nugget. It kind of it looks like, you know, dog cat food. It's just a little kernel. Why can't they just be kernels? Because if a, if a bird dumped on your car and it's in kernel form, you know, it's just going to roll off. And it's just going to be on the street. You can just drive off in peace. Your car is still clean. It's intact. But nah, they out there with the splat dump. And birds are eating full meals out here, man. Like, I know eagles and all them. They eating fish, rodents. They should have, like, kernel dumps. They should have, like, turds. Why they got the splat dump? Like, they just on a liquid diet out here. These cats ain't on liquid diets. Even pigeons, they out here eating bread and, like, Cheetos. How you still splatting it? I'm like, man, forget y'all, man. Goddamn pigeons man and even if i got dumped on by an eagle myself i'd be like yo this eagle got me man look at the eagle dump i might save the shirt i might frame the shirt man but if i get dumped on by a city pigeon i'm going to the emergency room asap man them filthy man you can quarantine me after that i'm done quarantine me off in the rest of the society after that man city pigeons are filthy you ever look at the pigeons walking the streets some of them look all right, but some of them look like they done just live life to the fullest, man. I'm like, oh, my God, look how horrible these pigeons look. You ever see the pigeons with the ruffled up? Their feathers are just ruffled by the neck. And then they, they red feet are just like, they got lumps on. Oh, man, I'm like, what the hell you been through, pigeon? You just out here, huh? You're like, yeah, I'm out here, man. Shit is real, man. You got some bread on you? Some bread? Maybe some Cheetos, perhaps. A hot Cheeto? I'll take it. I'll take it. My feathers ain't been right since I've been eating Cheetos, but let me get that. Pigeons is out here just looking filthy, dog. Filthy. Oh, God. Like, oh, just feel, look like they just been rolling around in just city filth. Just rolling around on empty syringes and Coke 45 cans. I'm like, oh, God. No. When you look at a bald eagle, you're like, oh, man, he looks fresh. I was watching this little documentary on Netflix about, you know, uh, basically African animals and, like, how they hunt and stuff like that. They showed this eagle grab a fish in slow motion. I was like, yo, this is just epic to see. The wingspan, the feet. He he flew down from the top of the tree and scooped down on this fish at, at exactly the right moment and scooped him. I'm like, their eyesight is incredible, man. So that's why I'm thinking the eyesight of this just random bald eagle saw my car and was like, yo, 
I want to take a dump on this particular car, man. Let me honor this car with some bald eagle dump. And he just said, splat on my back window. Because if I find out it was a pigeon, I'm looking for his ass. I'm going to find him. I'm going to match up the dumps. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to trace it back to this one pigeon. He's going to be pigeon-toed, walking the city, begging for food, looking around, scavenging, picking up, you know, food wrappers and just pecking itself. And I'm like, yeah, remember me? That pigeon's going to be like, who the hell are you? Yeah, it's me, man. Remember that car you dumped on? couple Fridays, maybe Saturday ago. You remember that? He'd be like, uh, I don't know. You remember what the hell I'm talking about, City Pigeon? Your number's up. I'm throwing you in the crock pot. Ugh, pigeon meat. Oh, God, no. Hmm. I don't know that was random as hell, but that bird shit was just epic. And bird, it's something we can all relate to, man. It's everywhere. It's out here, man. I'm like, come on, man. I can't be living like this. Anyway, man, it's episode four. You know, I'm gonna be talking about random stuff. I'm gonna be talking about pancakes, birds, big cats, and black-owned restaurants, man. First of all, my sons and I, if y'all don't already know, I got two sons, 16, 14 years old, and, uh, you know, they're becoming young men. So they have their own opinions, their own particular tastes, their styles, you know, they're becoming, they're coming into their own now, you know, and it's cool to see. So it, therefore, that means men, men love to debate, I notice. Men love to debate. That's all we do. We live to debate. Like when we went to New Mexico, six guys in the car, we're going to debate about everything. Everything's up for debate. I went to lunch today with some cats from All Def Digital. We went to lunch. We debated about Kanye's new album, movies, all that, the whole shebang. And um, so my son's are no exception. So my son, he's going to put me to everybody that follows me on social media. You probably know by now that I love Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel has my favorite breakfast out of the food chains. I mean, outside of somebody's crib, out of the food chain spots, Mm -hmm. Cracker Barrel has my favorite breakfast. Those pancakes are just they cook right. They get the crispy edges. Oh, man. For me, it's just like, oh, I love the pancakes. And the syrup they serve you is always in these little individual bottles. You open it up. It's always warm. You put that syrup on there. Oh, my God. Oh, it's just it's just bliss. If you ever get a chance to go to Cracker Barrel, get the breakfast. Um, I usually get pancakes, turkey sausage, and eggs. And then I'm just good for the day. But, um. Cracker Barrel is my favorite. So every time I roll through, I got to hit up a Cracker Barrel every time I head out of California. I don't know why there's no Cracker Barrel in California, but anyway. But I can't really vouch for the dinner portion of Cracker Barrel. I just vouch for the breakfast because that's usually what I get. And and, and their biscuits are just great. So my son said to me, my oldest son was like, yeah, dad, man, you you just be pumping up Cracker Barrel too much. I think you just like it because it's. It's hard to find. So I was like, hold up. So so, what pancakes are better, though, on the chain front? Rewind. We go to this spot called Harry's in Burbank, and uh, I like the portions that they give. Like if you order the breakfast, you get three pancakes, eggs, and a sausage. And I looked at the plate that the boys got because I got, I got like a Chinese chicken salad trying to I'm trying to watch what I eat. So I looked at their plate and I was like, yo, those are some hefty portions. I like that. And uh, I tasted my son's uh, French toast. 
And I'm super picky with French toast because I know how to make French toast. And so I'm super picky with restaurant French toast because in my opinion, they don't do it right. I feel like they never do the French toast any justice at these, you know, these chain restaurants. Occasionally you'll go to a, like a, a specific restaurant in your city where it's only in your city and the, and the French toast might be legit, but overall IHOP, Denny's, all these spots, the French toast is, nah, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. They got the thick bread, but it's not, it's never eggy enough for me, man. French toast is, it's got to be eggy. You got to have the egg in there, the cinnamon, the nutmeg. You got to taste all of this. Like I never taste it. I just taste bread and maybe something else, but it's not eggy enough. I don't, I don't really feel the cinnamon. I'm like, ah, it's not. And if you're going to have thick bread, it has to, it kind of has to be a different kind of thick bread because that bread will absorb all those ingredients you put in the French toast batter. So you gotta, you gotta come correct on that batter and they're not doing that. So the French toast I tasted at Harry's was legit. But my younger son was like, eh, I like the IHOP better. And I feel like he felt like this place called the Broken Egg Cafe in Burbank has the best pancakes. And I was like, what? I'm like, those pancakes. So in my opinion, those pancakes at Broken Egg, they're good. They're hidden miss, first of all, just like Denny's, hidden miss. And they're too thick. They're too thick. And I'm just like, ah, it's pretty good. But, you know, they're absorbing. You got to douse. You got to keep dousing it with syrup, man. You got to keep rebooting the syrup. And I'm like, yo, man, we shouldn't have to keep injecting this with syrup, man. You should only need a little bit and still be good to go. But he's like, man, broken egg. Then maybe cracker bread. I'm like, man, y'all some busters, man. Y'all don't know what's up on these pancake streets. So. So we, we, we were debating it. And then my older son that made the original Cracker Barrel comment, he was still just, he was still like, yo, Cracker Barrel has the best pancakes. But he was like, but it's just the syrup and the crispy edges. So I'm like, well, there you go. Like, you know, the crispy edges make the pancake that much better. Like if you do pancakes with crispy edges, oh, it just adds it just adds an extra flavor. That little crunch on it. Oh, come on, man. Denny's, Denny's and IHOP don't know about that crispy edge. So I'm like, that's why they losing out here. And the broken egg doesn't have a crispy edge. Only Cracker Barrel has a crispy edge. So I took, I took my sons. Since they was talking all that, you know, slick noise about breakfast out here. I was like, all right, well, let's go to this place called Tao's. And uh, it's off of Florence in L.A. It's like in the hood. And it's, a uh, you know, a little a little black owned breakfast spot that's been there for years since like, like I want to say maybe the 50s. It's been there for a long time. So I was like, let's go to the towels, man. Let me take you all here. And uh, one of my homegirls put me on to the spot. I used to hike with her and uh, she put me on to it. And me and her hit it up like. Maybe four or five times. We was like, oh, man, these these pancakes. So I took my sons, man, and uh, we went. And I was like, yo, first of all, and this leads into the black-owned businesses. I don't know what it is about black-owned businesses that just, why they always got to be tight asses at the black-owned business? I mean, the, the food is good, but they just got to be tight about something. Like when you go to Roscoe's, they tight asses about splitting the bill. Like you can't split the bill at Roscoe's. They won't do it. They, if you got a table, it's 80 y'all at the table, it's one ticket. 
one ticket. We ain't making no exceptions. We ain't splitting nothing. Man, just split the goddamn bill, Roscoe's. Stop playing around. I always got to be tight with something. No substitutions. We can't substitute nothing. All right? If it's on the menu, that's how it's coming. You want something else, you pay $18 for extra egg. I'm like, come on, man. Just let me make some substitutions. I get it. Some people are just ridiculous with the substitution. They be just like, uh, instead of the egg, can I get like a, a, a ostrich egg? But just the ostrich yolk and then maybe like a pigeon white. And then kind of, can you just, you know, whip that like maybe 15 times before you put it in the skillet? And then in the skillet, can you spray olive oil in there? Maybe a little bit of coconut oil on the skillet. But don't even put the eggs in the skillet yet. Just have that grease sitting on the skillet. Put that skillet to the side. Bring out another skillet. Can you put Pam in there? Then put the eggs in the Pam skillet. And then over the top of the skillet, put the coconut oil and then flip it around and then double dip. And then can you bring the bread in from Persia? I'm like, all right, all right, I get that. Some people are just ridiculous. But come on, man. So this place of towels, towels is cash only. And they make sure you don't, Forget that it's cash only. They tell you on the sign, on the door, on the window, they got it spray painted on the paint job, which is the sign. They got it on the menu, like no, no credit card. They name all the credit, no Visa, no MasterCard, no American Express, no black card. No, we going to pay you tomorrow card. No, no EBT cash only. I'm like, all right, we get it, man. Jeez. Cash only, man. This place, small little spot. Small little spot, you know. Not very appealing to the eye. That's how you know this food about to be lit. Because if you've been here for damn near 40, 50 years, there's a reason for that. Okay? And it damn sure ain't the decor. So it's like, okay, we in here. And, you know, customer service in this joint, not the best. Not and that's how you know the food is good as well. If the if the waitress is like, what y'all want? Mm-hmm. No smile, no service with a smile. Just like, oh, okay, how you doing? I'll be over there in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll be over there. All right, what y'all what y'all get? And now you know, I'll be laying the charm on thick. When I go to a black owned restaurant, I'll be laying the charm game down. You feel me, man? I'll be putting on mad charm, and they be like bulletproof. None of my charms get to it. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you cracking jokes. Mm, but what you want, though? I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So we get that. And, you know, my sons and I are very polite. I raise my sons to be very polite. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. May I have some? That's how we roll as customers. So especially if you're handling my food, I will always show you the utmost respect because you're handling my food. Okay. So I'm going to always give you the utmost respect. And just, you know, positivity when I order. You feel me? So we order the food. And that's another thing about towels, man. It's like maybe two cooks back there, homegrown cooks. They just back there cooking, man. And uh, you're going to wait a while for your food. I will say Roscoe's is fast. Roscoe's is probably the fastest restaurant I can think of. Like Roscoe's, you'd be like, yeah, let me get the egg white omelet and the buckwheat. Oh, sh- oh, shit, it's right here. Yeah, the buckwheat wall. How'd you even know? Yeah, we, we figured what you were about to say. They're the quickest on the scene, man. They bring this food out immediately, okay? So, towels are slow, man. They really back there cooking your food. It's like you went to somebody's house and be like, what you want to eat? Oh, uh, let me get this, that, and the third. And then, so they take their time. So, you're going to wait. 
You gonna wait, but man, is it worth the wait. Those pancakes, I don't know what they're doing with these pancakes. Crispy edges, tender middle. It's like cake, man. It's like, oh man. I don't know what they're doing with those pancakes, but they are just perfection. Okay, best pancakes in LA, in my opinion, by far. Outside of the Griddle Cafe, the Griddle Cafe is really good too, but I, I kind of left them out because they like a specialty joint. But the Griddle Cafe, they got one on Sunset across from the Laugh Factory if you have an area. Very good pancakes. And they like extravagantly, you know, ridiculously themed pancakes. And like, and they're huge. Like the, the portions are dumb ridiculous. Like dumb. Like if you can finish all three pancakes, you are a champion of gluttony. And I finished it one time just to beat my roommate Chaz because he couldn't handle it. And I beat him and I, I was face down that afternoon. I was just face down. I never recovered. The Griddle Cafe is real. And they got good French toast too. Back to towels though. So I wanted my sons to, you know, measure. How did it measure up to Cracker Barrel, to the Broken Egg Cafe? How do these pancakes at towels in the hood in L.A.? How do they measure up? And uh, my oldest son was like, yo, dad, man, these are good. I say they were tied with uh, Cracker Barrel. It's like, oh, it was further cemented the fact that he thinks Cracker Barrel has the best pancakes, too, which I'm like, well, why'd you even front me out like you didn't agree? Anyway, my, uh, my youngest son was still like, mm, kind of tied with the broken egg. I'm like, why are you pumping up these broken egg pancakes? So I'm going back to the broken egg and I'm ordering pancakes just to see what he's talking about. Cause I'm like, yo man, these broken egg pancakes ain't all that, man. They ain't all that. So we going to see, man. Now, mind you, we left out home cooked pancakes cause uh, my ex-wife makes some really good pancakes. She always makes them. They're like super light in color and they're like thin. So you can eat a bunch of them. Like me, my pancake style is more thick. Like my pancakes are usually thicker. Like when you eat my pancakes, you going down for the count. They got the crispy edges, but they thick as hell. You going down for the count with my pancakes. You're going to be face down in the middle of the sidewalk. The mail lady like, oh, good morning. Putting the mail in the box while you just laid out with your pants down. Why your pants are down? I don't know. It's just something that the pancakes do. But also... In the battle between waffles and pancakes, I like waffles better than pancakes. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about the waffle. I don't know if it's the shape, the little squares. I don't know what it is, but it's something about waffles. that just, ugh, they just make life worth living, man. Shout out to waffles out here. We went to the Waffle House on the way to uh, New Mexico. Stopped by the Waffle House. Keon was kind of like, eh, they were just okay. But I'm like, yo, the Waffle House got some good waffles. Are they the best waffles? No. But they really good, man. Especially the blueberry waffle, which they didn't have at this particular waffle house. So if you ever see a waffle house, slide on through, man. And like another comedian friend of mine, Sam Conroe, we went to the waffle house in Indiana one time. He he, he didn't like the waffles. I'm like, man, the fuck out of here, man. I stopped talking to him ever since then. I don't talk to him anymore. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, man, respect these waffles from the waffle house, yo. The waffle house. Last but not least, man, uh, <laughs> me and my son were watching um, Animal Attacks on uh, 
on our phones while we were waiting for the food to come. And they showed me this video in India, I believe, of a leopard just climbed over the wall and just started attacking people. They were like at a school or something. Just started attacking people, man. They were like by a pool. And he would, the, the leopard would just jump on a guy and then dip off and then attack somebody else. I'm like, yo, man, these animals are not to be played with. But I still don't believe in like killing them like that, man. Like, you know, he's scared. Just get your ass inside. Let him run back into the jungle. Like, all right, if they're trying to take some kids, fine. Shoot the animal. But like. If you can, please tranquilize these joints, man, because they're just beautiful creatures, man. But they just they just ain't having no bullshit, man. Don't be bullshitting when you're on the other side of the wall. When the leopard hop over, get your ass inside. Don't be outside trying to be heroic. Seal up, close the doors, close the garage, do whatever you got to do to just to get out of the equation. Because these animals ain't playing out here. Then the leopard was like inside the school. And I'm like, yo, this is, can you imagine? Everyday life is cracking. You working at the school, you know, substitute teaching or, you know, you teach a class, whatever. Y'all just outside at recess, you know, or or in the faculty lounge. And a leopard just busts into the faculty lounge. What the hell you going to do? What's the next move? Like, how, how how do you react to this? Like, how do you react? A full-grown leopard comes around the corner from the coffee machine on your ass. Everybody's just scrambling. It's going to be ankles twisting, dress shoes flying off, stockings. You know what I'm saying? Khakis just getting rolled up, ties flipping around, man. It's going to be chaos in the faculty lounge if a leopard just walks up in there, man. It's going to be scrambling dress shoes sliding the tassels on your dress shoes flying off it's gonna be pandemonium you're gonna go back to class after lunch like all right kids we're gonna cut class a little short today i got mauled by a leopard in the faculty lounge and them kids that hate you gonna be like oh man why you still alive remember how heartless you were with your teachers growing up like, Miss Young could do no right with me, man. She got on my last nerve, man. Miss Young got on my last nerve. Because I'll never forget, man. We did this, uh, it was like a drug-free type of thing we were doing. And um, so we were trying to do artwork for the drug-free thing. So my middle brother, my older brother, Scott, he's an artist. Like, he can he can draw his ass off. He chooses not to use his powers for good. But he can really draw. I don't know why he didn't keep drawing because he could have easily made a comic book or something like that. He can really draw. So he had this picture that he had already drawn of like it was like an extended arm, a syringe with like a blood drop coming out the tip and like the flat line monitor, like on a monitor at the hospital. And it was like, you know, you could see it flatlining. I was like, yo, this is this is dope. He also had another picture of like a Grim Reaper type uh, spirit, like, you know, in a cemetery. So I was like, yo, this is perfect for my uh, don't do drugs project. You know what I'm saying? So I turned in my project and I wrote I wrote on my brother's pictures like do drugs on the first one. So like if you do drugs, so it was like it showed the arm, the syringe, the lifeline. And then the other one do death and it was like do drugs do death you know i thought i was being deep as a kid you know i'm like in like sixth grade 
I'm like, oh, this is deep, man. I'm about to kill him with this, man. I'm about to kill him with this one. So I turn it in. She throws away the first picture because she she just thought I was promoting drugs. She was like, oh, no, nah, I threw that away because you were promoting. I was like, no, it's a package deal. It's like this picture, if you do this, you do this. I was pissed, man. Ever since then, I ain't been fucking with Miss Young, man. Because she wasted my brother's pain. She's like, she threw it away. Who are you to throw away my brother's drawing like that? Now I'll never see it again because your punk ass misread the concept of my do drugs campaign. I'm like, man, come on, man. Miss Young, she she was a black lady. All my teachers were black pretty much growing up in Chicago. And she um, she had a mohawk. Miss Young, she was like tall mohawk. And she, she only wore like three outfits. She only had three outfits. Like we noticed that like as kids. Like the kids in Chicago were very... Everybody paid attention to your clothes. It was like Miss Young always wore the same three outfits week in and week out. And it was one outfit in particular started to wear down in the back, I guess. So she had like a hole in the little cheek area. So it was like, yo, we looking at Miss Young's cheek area and there was a hole where the pants were and we could see like raw skin. So we we were clowning that day like Miss Young ain't got no panties on. Because we saw the hole with the skin. It was like, yo, she, we didn't know about thong underwear back then. You know, this is, this is like the late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s, man. We were like, Miss Young ain't got no panties on. We was like, yo. Granted, I never seen a woman in panties live back then. But still, like, Miss Young ain't got no panties on, man. And we were like, yo, Miss Young, man. I'm still pissed to this day about what she did with my little do drugs campaign well don't do drugs you know but i'm like man miss young ruined everything man so no matter what she did i was just pissed even when she pumped me up, i was like yeah, shut your ass up miss young so if a leopard came into the faculty you know lounge on her ass i'd have been like oh they got miss young oh man that's too bad they got miss young huh? mm. As I take a swig of my chocolate milk at the public school. Oh, they got Miss Young. Oh, mm. that's too bad, man. That is too bad. Anyway, guys, man, thanks for tuning in, man. Another episode of Verbal Cardio. Just me running my mouth. That's all it is, man. Appreciate you guys listening in. Please keep tuning in. Subscribe. Spread the word. Tell your family, friends about me, man. And uh, keep tuning in, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Tony Baker, Verbal Cardio.